Hey guys, it's Jeremy. And Heather. And this is the Junto Podcast, and we're excited to kick off this new series called... Love Language. Love Language. Uh, now, hopefully you've seen the promo video, and you, you know that we're going to be talking about the love languages uh, that are taken from the book called Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Yes. Right. And he actually has a website. It's called fivelovelanguages.com. And there's a quiz that you can take. Right. Um, depending on the types of relationships that you have. It's not just a couple's relationship quiz. There, That is one, but you can do it with your kids. I think there was maybe a pet one. Yeah, that's sure. cool. Different types of relationships. Um, love languages. So on today's show, we'll be talking about the love language quality time and what that means. Uh, as we go through this four-week series, we'll take one attribute uh, from the love languages, which are quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, physical touch, receiving gifts. And I know that each of us receives love on a different level. So the goal behind this podcast really is just to have a conversation this is not going to be a, a synopsis of the book. Uh, we're not going to be taking the book page by page and really diving in that book. But what we are going to do is take an attribute each week, look at that through the lens uh, of our Christian faith, and see how that plays out in our own relationships. Sounds good. Also on today's show, we will be looking at Scripture as usual. Today's Scripture is John fifteen nine. So we're going to delve into that yeah, and talk about the 12 disciples. Yeah. Heather, uh, when, uh, when I gave her that scripture, she, she didn't understand, or not that she didn't understand, but she, uh, she asked me that scripture. And hopefully I get an opportunity to break that down and tell you why we're going to be looking at that passage of scripture. So let's just jump right in. Uh, you and I had an opportunity, uh, right before doing this to take our own love language. So let's talk a little bit about that because I was actually surprised at mine. I was, I was too. Yeah. I was thinking that I would get something that I didn't get. But tell me about yours. You took the quiz first and tell me about just how did it work? Yeah. Um, well, you have a percentage as you're taking the quiz. And so I guess it kind of drives you further into um, questions depending on physical touch what's more important to you what is more meaningful to you is the pre the preface to every question <clears throat> so anyway mine was words of affirmation and so I guess I like to hear stuff from you that makes me feel loved yeah you, basically uh break it down I know you took a picture of your score but the yeah, way I this did. worked in the quiz and we want to encourage you guys uh, to hop on there, fivelovelanguages.com, take the quiz because you will probably be surprised yep. at what your love language yep. actually is. So this thing um, is actually, it breaks it down into categories. It doesn't give you one overarching thing, but it gives you the score of importance for each of those languages. And how, how did you fare right. out? Right, yeah, it, uh, it gives you your score. So you can have two scores that are actually high scores, one that's a little more than the other. But um, two actual attributes uh, or love languages that are important to you. So I got 10 as a score for words of affirmation and then nine for acts of service, which is what I thought would be my most important one. Yeah. Uh, but came out second. So uh, learn something here. Um, it says your high score is your primary love language, but it's not uncommon to have two high scores 
although one does have a slight edge for most people. That just means two languages are important to you, and so I get that. Um, so I have, you know, ten words of affirmation and nine acts of service. Gotcha. What did uh, What did you come out with? Yeah, so I was surprised. Let me start by saying that I thought that going into this thing, I thought that my number one was going to be quality time. Uh, words and stuff are fantastic, but I, I tend, as a guy, I guess I want time. So um, I was actually shocked with the score of 10, uh, which is the highest score. I was shocked to find out that I, too, uh, like words of affirmation. So, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through all of these uh <laughs> Surprise, surprise, number nine was physical touch right after um, words of affirmation. I think most guys, that's going to be somewhere near the top. Uh, I think that might have something to do with just the male and female differences. But I want to go back to something real quick because I didn't think we would have the same top one. Like I didn't think words of affirmation would be top for us. But man... How important is it, guys, that we are speaking life into the people that we love? I mean, think about that. Yeah. Yeah. We're apples and oranges, me and you, is what I always say. Opposites attract for sure. Um, I'm the more quiet reserved, and you're a little bit love to talk, love to be social. But our love language, as it seems, is the same. So I think maybe we're both yearning for that. And it seems like we would uh, we would understand that and try and give each other, give that to each other more. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just a realization that we need a little bit of help coming to. Yeah. And, you know, doing something like this, a podcast, it exposes real vulnerability. Uh, you know, we're being vulnerable by putting this out there, but our hope is that even if it's, 10 people that listen to this or 15 or 20 and maybe if even one person walks away uh, having a broadened sense of the importance of understanding uh, our love language but more importantly uh, trying to love the people that are in our lives to the best of our ability uh, and we do need help like we we yeah. just like everyone else um, we got 17 years of marriage under our belt. And do y'all hear our dogs and, and yeah, kids sure. down there? That's real life. Yeah. Uh, we asked our oldest daughters to give us some quality time. Yeah, quality time. Uh, quiet quality time. And they're all the way downstairs, yet it's a little unsuccessful. Yeah, yeah. But going back uh, to what I was saying just a second ago, it takes work. And it's not always comfortable or easy loving someone or or expressing yourself you you would think even in a married relationship oh that's my wife and you know i'm just going to express to her how i really feel why do we struggle with that as human beings not just us because i know we're not alone in this but why is it so hard for us to really say the things that we want to say and the things that we mean because we can argue and be mad and probably hate each other at the same time we love each other so deeply and we want to say that, but we just can't. Right. Is it pride? Uh, I was going to say that. Uh, for me personally speaking, I'm very prideful at times, especially when it comes to me and you arguing arguing over something. Urgling. Urgling. And 
I want to be right all the time, and I want to be the one who deserves the apology, even though I'm not always the one who deserves the apology. But it's very hard to say I'm sorry. For some people. For me. Yes. Especially. I know that in our relationship. Um, Because a lot of times I feel like, well, if I say I'm sorry, or if I'm the one who comes to you first to strike up a conversation after we've had a big, you know, disagreement, blowout, whatever you want to call it, fight, um, it's hard for me to do that. Even though that is what needs to be done because I may have said some things that hurt you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we purpose, purposefully do that. Say that's things right. That hurt each other. And so it's hard to be the one because that's me saying, I was wrong. I messed up. I'm sorry. I love you. Yeah. But it's hard. Why? Because we're human beings and, yeah, you know. But what what's interesting as you guys, uh, if you take the quiz, and again, uh, this is based off Gary Chapman's book, Five Love Languages. That's about, uh, outside of discussing the love languages uh, each week, that's about as deep into the book we're going to get. But I encourage you guys to take that because it, it's, it's self-exploratory. Self-awareness. Um, and what, what I found interesting is that the way the quiz is set up, it asks you a series of questions. Is it more meaningful you for this? And... It's crazy that we would hear words of affirmation mm-hmm. over you doing something nice for me or vice versa. Isn't that that I mean, that it ranked is. highest on the list because it's giving right. you a comparison in the quiz of is it more meaningful for you to get a gift or to hear an encouraging word? I feel like that comes along with maturity as well. I think early on in our marriage and relationship, maybe those gifts and acts of service were more important to me because we were still coming into our trust with one another and realizing that we already love each other despite doing something for each other or giving a gift. I mean, you used to bring me goodie bags like it was nobody's business. I'm just saying, I would come home and I'd have some candy or some little shirt or something you know i hooked Um, it up yeah so are you saying you want me to start that again no No. (laughs) no i don't need that well if you want to okay so um i guess what i'm saying is now i've come to realize hey he loves me even in maybe those things that aren't as present as they were in the beginning but the words of affirmation mean more to me now because i realize that's more real than yeah. something tangible yeah. or um, even physical touch for you, which was your second score. Not number one. Not number but one. But maybe would have been earlier on your number could one. Could have been. So you're saying that really our love languages can change. I think it I think it does. I and think that's a very good point. Um, develops as you go along and your relationship matures and you mature in your walk yeah. with Christ even. Because, that's really you know, good. Words you know, um, hold on, I'll get it. Words, spoken words are so important. Yeah. Even over written, writing something, yeah. but you can speak something into existence or you can speak life into someone. That's it. And it changed their whole perspective. The Bible says that the, you know, power is in the tongue. The power of life right. and death is in the tongue. So, right. you know, are we speaking life? This is so important, guys. This is a lesson. Um, 
for all of us. Remember, the attribute we're talking about is quality time, and it relates in this way to what we're talking about in terms of words of affirmation, because when we are with the people that we love, it is important for us to, man, really express ourselves. Uh, And some of you, you know, this isn't your thing. You know, you're going to leave a little knickknack or a little note. And here's something I have found interesting as well, because people are all about comparing. We compare absolutely any and everything. But when we see couples on TV, maybe he's got the kind of wife that will leave a little note and some Hershey's kisses. There's a part of us that could get jealous of something like that and say, well, why doesn't my wife do that for me? So that's another reason why it's very important knowing the love language uh, of your spouse. Yeah, like I stated earlier, that to me, we're apples and oranges, me and you were opposites attract. Other people's relationships are apples and oranges compared to mine and Jeremy's relationship. That's, you know, we're two human beings who were brought up and raised and have our own mindset, even though we've spent 17 years together. Yeah, Yeah. we're a lot alike. We have a lot of the same um, hobbies and things, but, you know, we're not the same as Joe and Kate. I just made those up, I promise, down the street. Their relationship is completely different from ours, so we can't look at theirs and say, I, that's what I want. Right. Because that's that's for them. That's not for us. Exactly. You know, we have to find out what God wants for us. That's and, it. Um, you're, you're, man, you're nailing it. It's such good stuff. I think in our culture, in our comparative culture, like... You know, we, girls or guys, too, can get caught up in the bachelor or bachelorette and thinking, yeah. you know, what you're seeing is a, it's a fantasy. Right. And what that does is it puts unrealistic expectations yeah. on your relationship. And I think that's exactly what Heather is trying to say. You know, understanding your love language, it's extremely unique, not only to you, but it's unique in how you love your spouse. And our relationship right is not going to be like our friends' relationships. The things that we do, uh, the things that we find fun, you know, a lot of people, their their gig is uh, going out to eat. And, and, you know, me and Heather like food, but that's not our thing. Me and Heather would much rather go do something else. You know, back in the day, it would be to listen to live music or, or whatever. Um, so finding out who we are, not only individually, but who we are as a couple is right. extremely, extremely important. And I think that takes time, too. It does. It, it takes time, and which which is specifically what we're talking about today is quality, quality time. Quality time. And you can't get to know someone or care about what they care about without spending quality time with them. That's right. So let's look at, do you want to look at some scripture? We can. And see what uh, God says about? Let's see. Quality time. Quality time. Love. You going to look that up for us? Sure. Yeah. I think I have it right here. Let's see. This is John 15, 9. And while she's looking that up, I want to say real quick, um, this whole series is, uh, you know, I'm a pastor, so when I'm on the pulpit, I get to express myself with a fervent urgency uh, of the Holy Spirit. Uh, but this podcast is an extension uh, of what I do. So 
I'll be preaching a whole four-week series uh, called uh, Love in the Words of Jesus at Victory Church. And I want to I bring you a little bit of what I'm speaking on after Heather reads the scripture and why and how this relays into quality time and why this is important. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. So what does this scripture have to do with quality time and things like that? Well, upon preparing for uh, my messages and reading, and I came to understand that when Christ, uh, when, when Christ is telling us that he wants us to remain in his love, the rest of that scripture goes on, and it says, if you love me, you'll obey me. You'll obey the commandments, and you'll remain in me. And I was thinking to myself, what is God really wanting from us? Uh, Is it obedience strictly that God wants from us? Uh, But that's not what it is at all. The the Hebrew word uh, to remain or to obey is called shema. And what that word means, uh, it's really, it's to have a heart for God, to have a heart uh, for something. And what I understand that God ultimately wants from us is our fellowship. God wants us to remain in Him, and it's not that we remain or that we obey uh, commandments for the sake of gaining righteousness, but it's obeying God because we have a fervent desire. We we desire God. When you love somebody, like I love my spouse, and I want to be with this girl, like I really thought I was going to get quality time uh, as my love attribute or love language. I really thought that was going to be number one for me. But what God is telling us here to remain in his love, it means to have a desire to want to spend time with me. And that that's why the scripture is important because it's the heart. It's the heart by which we are approaching God. And I want to encourage you, you know, if you have never approached God from a relationship aspect if you've always only viewed God as he's a rule giver and you're yeah. a rule follower, then you are missing out on right. the freedom that comes with being in Christ. And when when we hear directly from Jesus to remain in his love, that Hebrew word to obey uh, is shema. And if you break that down, if you research that word, it's to have a heart for, to have a longing or a desire to do that. So I thought with quality time and, you know, uh, how we relate to each other, I thought that was really important from a spiritual aspect. Definitely. You know, it's hard to sometimes for some couples, it's for that natural desire or want to spend quality time because, you know, sometimes it's like, well, he's got this stuff that he likes. I don't really like that. So I'm going to, you know, this is my hobby. So that's for him. And yeah. that's great. And and there are things like you love to go to the gym and work out. I don't have a desire. I, need I know to. y'all can't tell, but it's I all good. I need to, but I don't. And so that's, that's you know, that's your thing. And then I've got stuff that I do here. I like little projects and things. And when I do those things, you give me my space. But there are there is a desire. And when we are apart for those, however long it is, there's a desire to be back together yeah. and to spend time, even if we're not you know, having a long, drawn-out conversation yeah. or I don't know what you want to call it. It just being with each other, a desire to be in close proximity, even That's right. physically, yeah. <clears throat> even without the sexual intimacy aspect of yeah. being physically close to one another, just yeah. 
just the energy that you feel when you are close to someone that you love. Yeah. And I think that's important. Yeah. I, I would say, uh, and remember, uh, I don't know if we said this earlier, uh, but each week, uh, in addition to just targeting a specific love language, we're actually going to be spe- uh, targeting a specific group, uh, you know, married, divorced, single. And this week, we're really going to be looking uh, and talking directly to married singles. Stick around. We want you to tune in to one of the upcoming shows because we're going to be talking about you being single and where you're at there. And also, if you've been divorced through a relationship, it didn't work out. Now you're divorced. So if you're single, please tune in. If you're divorced, tune in uh, in one of the upcoming weeks as well because we got something for you. But I just wanted to say, based on what you said last, I think we have a very unique relationship. Um, you know, we, we, most of what we do, we do together. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got a lot of couples who are very independent outside of each other uh, that do a lot of things. Uh, he's got his set of friends. Uh, she's got hers. Um, and you kind of get down like that. But we kind of do a lot together. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. I think it's probably a little bit of both, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just maybe even the nature of what we do for a living you know i'm i work in the office at the church you're a pastor of the church so a lot a lot that we have going on intercepts and um we help each other a lot with our jobs yeah that's true maybe you more than me i don't know i don't know probably probably not i think so um we do spend a lot of time together and but it's not always quality time yeah sometimes it's it's um working stressful time getting things done last minute projects or deadlines that are approaching and so maybe it's stressful and yeah so instead of us being able to leave that at work it's with us all the time where you know we're together we work from our homes a lot too yeah. so it's hard to separate that time it and is actually have um that quality time because you're always well for me i always feel like well i should be doing something i've, I've got this this and that to do should i work on that or should yeah. I spend time with the kids or should i spend time with jeremy where should my focus be so i think jeremy's typically last on the list <laughs> i mean i'm no. just gonna be honest no. i'm like way down the totem pole and i understand we got four kids so you know and i two get dogs. it two dogs and one's a big dog one of which is not a year old yet no not even six months no is she not six months no not yet Lord i don't think mercy it's like i have another toddler in the i house. think march is six months a big furry toddler that's I love her so wild much. so yeah so i think that for me, it's hard sometimes to focus on that quality time. Yeah. Um, and so I need to be more aware of uh, setting that time apart and being intentional about that time because it's it's hard day to day. There's so much like the kitchen is a mess or, you know, there's dog hair and I've got to get it up or yeah, the kids have to be somewhere. They need something, this, that, and the other. Or they got to do something for work. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever comes into play. It's always something that's right there at your door that needs to be done um so if i'm if i'm not focused on quality time and intentional it doesn't happen yeah well and you hit you hit something too for us um we do work a lot together and Mm -hmm. we're home and i think it makes it very hard since we do work from home 
because we don't know when to shut it off. It's like it's very hard. So, you know, we could be sitting on the couch and engrossed on our phones, but working. Working. Um, so that's a challenge. Yeah. So uh, married couples, I know you're out there and I know you're probably listening to this. And let's talk about, you know, how married couples, some things they can do to be intentional about spending quality time. Because your situation is not going to be exactly like Heather's. You probably, right. you may not work from home. Maybe you have the exact opposite problem where, you know, guy, husband, you're out 12 hours a day. Uh, and, and maybe the wife works as well. And then when you get home, you know, it's just feeding the kids and getting just to bed. a few hours before getting back to sleep. I know. So um, I, think, I think there are some practical steps that you can take just to to kind of connect and one of those is to be intentional Mm -hmm. you have to be intentional like you have to make it a priority i'm not a planner i'm not a list guy but if you're a list person write it down spend time with my wife spend time with my husband even if it's for you to say an encouraging word pencil it down i heather and i And I said, I told her at the beginning of this, which was about three or four weeks ago, I said, let's take 30 days and be intentional about saying something positive to each other every day. Words of affirmation. I said, let's let's reaffirm our love every single day by something nice. You've done better than me. Let's talk about that. (laughs) You've definitely done better than me. Um, And I think this goes back to what I said earlier about the pride Sometimes it's the pride. Sometimes it's well. I'm not. I don't want to give him that little nugget because he made me mad about something stupid. I don't know. Whatever it is, um, pride is one thing. Another thing is being intentional and it just not coming to my mind, which means I have not made it a priority. Boom. Because if something is priority, my mother taught me this a long time ago. If something is priority, priority, you will not forget. I mean, I'm sorry. That's just it. If it's, I know, but you're gonna, yeah. And and here's the thing. Let me tell you what happened. I was very intentional about approaching her every day. Um, and it lasted while. about seven days. <laughs> and when it wasn't reciprocated, I gave up. I gave up. I gave up. And I th- so I, have I just, but I I just want to. You admitted yourself that I did better than you, but I just want to let you know how defeating, how defeating it can feel when you feel like you're trying. So this is another. It's a good test. It was a good test. Well, but this is another, um, uh, how can we call it? Something for married couples to be aware of, because Mm -hmm. I know we're not the only ones that feel like this. Guys, in your relationship, there are going to be times when you feel like you're the one that's putting in all the effort and. What I was taught through this, because I was honestly upset. I never expressed it to Heather, but I would, like, come up and tell her something and, like, wouldn't get anything back. Okay. My reasoning <clears throat> to that, you would say it, that would trigger it in my mind. Oh, yeah, we're supposed to be. But then you would forget but, it. But saying it in that moment felt ingenuine to me. It was just so, okay, look, let me say something nice to you because you've said something nice to me. But and better so, something than never yes, nothing at all. Yes, and then right? that's the thing is that, okay, I'll say something Of course, on, you're going to forget. And then it was forgotten. Because it's not priority as right. your mother taught you. Right, right. Exactly. But I'm learning. But maybe, see. And so what I was going to say is that it is important 
to pay attention to your spouse and to understand their love language and not just your own. See, she learned this, but I never knew she learned it because she never, like, I never got nothing okay. back. Listen, I never got this it. This process that we're going through oh, is teaching. Oh, it's all process. <laughs> okay, do you, ever, do you ever get to a point to where application then comes? Okay, are you saying that here lately I've not said, I said something yesterday, it may have even been today. What did I say? I've thanked you for cooking. She um, thanked me for cooking. I did. <laughs> Listen, there was something that I said the other day. It's not about your hair. I brought up your hair because you had just gotten your hair cut. What did I say? You said, get your money back. No, I did I'm not say that. And, and, and also, for me, and you know me, the way that I say things right. is a different way from coming out to say, oh, your hair looks good. I think I said something like, Oh, you got your hair done, or you got your hair cut. And I said, I don't know what you said, but anyway. But, I, but both, he knew what I meant, how I was bringing look, it to attention. But both of us, it. both of us wanting words of affirmation. For me, I'm like, okay, let's just cut to the chase. If you got something nice to say, don't give it to me in Da Vinci Code. Tell me. You know why? Because it's harder for you to express it in real words. Therefore, it's going to be more meaningful. But in spite of all that, you can see that we've got problems, and I know we're not alone, and that's why this podcast is so important. But here's what I learned through this. I really um, I really wanted to learn how to have grace because we're not always going to get it right with each other, and uh, I know that we rarely get it right with Christ and how much grace is poured out uh, on our relationship with God. So, you know, I never really made a big deal out of it and came to Heather and said, you know, I felt defeated. I just stopped doing it. And that's not right either. You know, I, and that's what we do as humans. This is so important. That's what we do. We do. We, Instead of and confronting and opening up and communicating, we have expectations that are there. And if they're, you know, if it's unrealized or unmet, we just we stop we stop we stop and completely never, and that's not never, right because that's not what real grace is either right. you know god doesn't stop pouring his love out on us because we fail every day and uh you know i know not we're not god so i know we can't love in that way we can not even really wrap our little minds uh around that but i just want to encourage you married couples because in today's culture, you know, it's all throwaway. We live in a throwaway society when a marriage, a relationship can be thrown away just like it's, you know, a tangible yeah, item. It's not convenient anymore. Exactly. Yeah, going back to, we were give, talking practically, practically, practically speaking mm-hmm. about some of these things. I know you'd mentioned about being intentional, uh, making a list. And to that, I would also say, you know, we all have different schedules. We all have different work, uh, whatever it is that we have. We have children, if you're a stay-at-home mom, whatever it is, it, all of our days are completely different. Yeah. So it takes mapping that out. So practically speaking, going back to that, uh, you'd mentioned making a list. And since all of our schedules are different, so where can I squeeze in this intentional quality yes. time? Not just, okay, let me put my phone away for a minute and, and yeah. pretend like I'm paying attention to him. Or ask him, how was your day? And then not really yeah. paying attention back to my phone or thinking about the things that I have to do here in a minute. I've got to get the kids in the bathtub and yeah. 
make dinner, like actual quality time, you two together. Yeah. It makes a difference. Uh, you know, uh, I would I would just encourage you in terms of practically speaking, uh, remember, just remember why you got married. You got married for a reason. And remember, this week we're speaking to marriage, but you're married because you found something in someone that you didn't think you could have with anybody else. And because of that, you said, you know what? This is someone I want to spend the rest of my life with. And if you approach that uh, as a covenant, you know, even if you're not a Christian, if you approach that with a sense of seriousness, that that's a bond that can't be broken, then I feel like, you know, you realize you just have to keep working. So I want to encourage you. I know it gets hard. I know that, you know, your wife or your spouse is someone that you can't love anymore, but it's also someone that you can't dislike any more than that, you know, because you know where to hit my buttons. Like, you know, you know where I'm weakest, you know what to say. And of course, I got you pinned down too. Like, I know what to do every single time. And because we can do that, that doesn't mean that's what we should do. Um, So it takes work. It takes work, guys. Yeah, and I know that we're talking primarily to marrieds here, but if you are single and are listening to this, uh, divorced, whatever your situation, this applies to you 100% as well. Relationships, whoever they're with, whoever, you know, your kids or your dog or your pastor or your boss at work, a coworker, yeah. whatever, this relates to you. Um, if if you're going to get to love someone and, and get to know someone, you have to spend time with that person. That's right. Um, so the scripture, John fifteen nine, remain in my love. Remain. Your relationship with Christ, which is utmost important, you know, above all else. I mean, this is practical or this is relevant to everyone. That's it. Yeah. So sometimes it's discovering. I mean, even after 17 years of marriage, there are still things, you know, to be discovered about each other. And there's things as a couple that we need to discover, like that we'd like to do together. And so if you are one of those couples who... It's hard to, you know, he likes to hunt. I don't really like to hunt. Or he, she likes to go shop, you know. Yeah. guy wants to shop. Some of them do. But I'm just giving some examples there. Take the time to look into something and discover what each of you can actually enjoy together. That's right. There's something. There is something. That's it. You know, whether you think there is or not, whether you think this person that you've married is just complete opposite of you and how in the world did y'all get married there is something that brought y'all together no matter what that is even if it's building your relationship through scripture and getting in the word yeah that's something that's a start if you can't think of something outside of you know your spiritual walk and something that you can do together anybody can do that together yeah so yeah i'd encourage you definitely find ways to connect you know some of the ways we've really been able, some of our funnest times, in my opinion, are when we've worked on projects together. Yeah. You know, uh, when we decided to do a remodel in the house or something and we painted walls together, we were involved in, in right. just a project together. And, and you feel accomplished. You look back on that and you say, you yeah. know what, that's something that we did together. So I want to encourage you, don't, uh, don't feel bound by, well, you know, Guys, you can wash the dishes for your wife every now and then, too, or you can partake in something that she likes to do, even if it's not very manly, right? I right. mean, 
yeah, there there are moments when we're going to escape, guys, and we're going to hang out and watch UFC and do whatever it is that we do. But there are things you can do with your spouse that are going to, at the end of the day, that are going to bond you and bring you closer together. And that's what the love language of quality time is really all about. Yeah. Make it a priority. That's, that's it. number one. It's got to be priority. And then run with it, you know. Find out. Figure it out. Bring yeah. it together. That's it. We hope you guys enjoyed the show today. Catch episode two of Love Language on the Junto podcast next week. In the meantime, be blessed. Amen. Amen. See you next time. Oh, yeah. All right. Bye-bye.